the 501 Companion Podcast. This is an educational and news podcast slash podcast for doing it all for 501c3 charitable organizations that want to create a better content, optimize their technology, and improve their marketing to better serve their mission. Today, we are recording in the heat of summer. It is episode 30, but that's when we're going to be having our summer theme. But first, my name is Buddy Sclera, the Chief Content Officer and the host of the 501 Companion Podcast. My career has been focused on digital marketing, social media, and emerging technologies like component content systems and NFTs. I'm also a professional writer working and teaching the craft and business of making comics. Crazy, right? I am joined by the highly qualified Chief Operating Officer at Family Promise, Sandra Minuti. Uh, Sandy is a versatile nonprofit executive with 20 plus years of extensive experience in public relations, marketing, fundraising, and strategic planning. She's committed to advancing a vibrant and healthy philanthropic marketplace in which charities have the necessary skills and resources to solve our community's most pressing needs. Sandy, welcome to the show. Thank you. Great to be here. It is great to be here, and it is it is certainly warm today, is it not? It is very warm today. <laughs> so we're in New Jersey. It is hot, humid. Um, it's July, and that got us thinking, what are some of the summer strategies that charities can be thinking about during this uh, hot July going into a hot August when people are starting uh, to go on vacations, uh, the staff is thinning out, maybe donors are on the road. Uh, and I said, well, well, you know, we'll give some tips. And I came up with a tip and you came up with five, which makes you the A student of this podcast. <laughs> There's always a long to-do list for nonprofits. It never ends. <laughs> there is. So today we're going to give you a very short but uh, value-packed episode talking about the five that Sandy came up with and the one that I came up with for tips and tricks for charities. And since you have the lion's share, Sandy, why don't you get us started on some tips and tricks for charitable organizations to do through July and August? Yeah, so I think the first one is there never seems to be time for this. We often forget, I think, to put it on our calendar, but it's a good time to take a step back and review content, especially policies and procedures. Um, you know, just in general, they should be looked at at least on an annual basis, your HR policies, all that good stuff. Um, and you want to also reconsider maybe some of the things that you've been doing have changed since COVID. Do you have your board meetings virtually now? Do you have to update your bylaws to reflect that? You know, now's the time to be getting that process in place so you can vote on it at your next board meeting. And also, I would say it's very important to be looking at your policies through a DEIA lens. Um, so if you haven't done that work before, make sure you're, you're thinking about diversity, equity, inclusion, and accessibility, and, and how your policies reflect that. That's huge in the sector, and I know that lots of funders are looking at that in your work, and so you wanna make sure your policies reflect the work that you're doing. Wow, that is a great suggestion, because if you're working with old policies, you're, pursu you're pursuing old goals, um, you're not aligned to the reality. And uh, yeah, like you said, post-COVID, uh, or we're about to see a resurgence, um, it's time to look at those policies. Yes, lots of change for every nonprofit and every for-profit, right? So now's the time to fix those policies. That is a great one. So that was number one. Let's go to number two. What's your second recommendation? It was a big one. And maybe you can get some volunteers that aren't traveling to help you do this, but make sure your CRM is up to date and that you have all your great donor data in there. 
so that as we roll into the fall, which will be my next tip, you're ready for your annual appeal and you're ready to bring in those donor dollars because as we all know, roughly 50% of the money that uh, charities receive each year comes in in the last couple months. Um, and the biggest day for online giving by far is New Year's Eve. So now's the time to make sure that you have those email addresses, you know how to reach um, your donors you have if you're if you're soliciting them with mr. and mrs all that is up to date um, and your database is clean yeah you know CRM databases are so important it, we really I mean it's one of the most valuable assets that you have 100%. And yet it's always pushed off to the side and it is a great project uh, you can sit outside with your laptop and yeah. just sort things that don't seem right. So uh, yeah, it's a good. It is a good idea, and it's it's great for for profit or nonprofit to to really make sure that that valuable resource is up to date. Yeah, nobody likes to do it, but it's got to get done. <laughs> nobody likes to do it, but it has to get done. It is like doing the dishes and the laundry. It's got to get yeah. done, but somebody's yeah. got to do it. So, yeah. um, so what else is that? That was two. Let's go for number three. So following your CRM, I mean, you got to get ready now for your year-end giving season. And you really want to sit down and create a timeline for what you're going to do when, both in terms of print appeals and your social media um, collateral. And you want to think about Giving Tuesday and Thanksgiving and how far ahead you want to be of other nonprofits. If you have a gala, you know, take into account all that on your calendar. Make plans for board members to come in to sign appeal letters and sign thank you letters. You know, make sure you're booking time on your calendar to call your most important donors and make sure they have a plan for giving and thank them when they do. You know, really get everything in place because if you're going to work with a mailhouse or a printer, these projects, you know, really need to be almost at completion before the end of August, early September, so you can hit their mailboxes in time. So sure. now and you're going to have that normal September rush, right? When everybody's like, oh my God, it's the end of the year you don't want to be starting that you want it polished and buttoned up, right? And you just want as much as you can take advantage of all the digital tools to make things automatic. So the automatically you're sending out thank you notes. You know, there's a saying, thank before you bank. You don't want to be spending that money and six months later, thank your donor. You want to thank immediately and then put them in your newsletter list and keep them up to date on what you have going on. So just cleaning up all those, again, processes now and getting ready. And beating the holiday rush. Yes. As you said, every charity knows that the end of year is going to be the area where people are thinking about being generous. You need to be ready. And, and that is, uh, that's a huge uh, tip. So that's three or we, we're almost to four. Right. four? <laughs> yeah, four. Um, I think four goes a little bit hand in hand with that. Um, I think oftentimes we don't like to think about goals for the next year and budgeting, but really, Again, now is the time to start thinking about that. What what did your charity accomplish this year? What didn't you get a chance to get to or what maybe has changed that you want to look into for next year and start setting those high level goals and thinking about, well, what's our budget going to look like? Do we need to bring in more staff? Do we need to spend more money on fundraising and advertising? Do we need to overall our CRM and get new technology? But now is the time to start thinking about that especially if you're going to need buy-in from your board or other stakeholders, you really want to get everything buttoned up soon because that, that's a whole process. So that's a tricky one because it, it, it feels like, you know, you should be doing this all the time. Right? Yep. <laughs> but, but now that people are leaving the office and you're like, oh, have fun down the shore, you know, sometimes you're going to find yourself with fewer meetings. That seems like a great tip to, to 
utilize your time. Reflective, yeah. And and also to you know look at the office, see there's not a lot of meetings. Stay late. I'd rather uh, wake up late. Sh shift your time. Uh, I think that that's a it's a good opportunity, and those are those are easy things that you can do sitting out on the deck. Yes, <laughs> which is where <laughs> I love to work. As uh, well. So do I. So your <laughs> fifth one. Um, what's your fifth one? So I think it's important to remember to have fun with your team. So look at the calendar, find out when there's a couple days that everybody's not on PTO and do something fun. Go to the park, kick around a ball, go have a picnic, do something that's just not work related, that just reinforces those bonds and those connections. Because I think the most um, impressive nonprofits that are having the biggest impact, you know, the teams really trust each other and it takes some of that fun playtime, non-work time to build those relationships. And, and especially post-COVID, many of us haven't been able to be together in person. So it's important to remember to schedule those times. Yeah, it's so interesting that, you know, that serendipitous bumping into somebody in the hallway or saying, hey, let's go out for a, for a drink after work, it, that ended. Yeah. And you're booking time to have meeting. It's it's nice to see people in person. I've been able to get together with some colleagues from my day job, and um, it's not only is it refreshing, you really get a lot more done because you feel like you've reconnected. Yeah, I think I think ideally most of us will probably have some sort of hybrid model, right? Like we've proven we can be very effective at home and remotely, but you still need that in person time from time to time. Absolutely, and and this no no better time than the summer. Although uh, after my COVID weight gain, um, I'm not going to the beach with anybody. So <laughs> something where I can be fully clothed. Maybe some bowling. Maybe bowling is perfect. Bowling is perfect. Yeah. Um, so I do have one as well, Sandy. And I, I think one of the, the opportunities for the summer is to comb through your hard drive, your OneNote, your idea folder. And those ideas that sometimes charged you up, but you didn't have time for it, is a good opportunity to flesh it out. Like really think it through. And one of the things that we find when you're pushing new ideas, particularly those that are tied with technology, is to look at what's out there, see what the precedent is, see if somebody is doing it very well in another industry or category, and then use that as a proof point and say to your team, you know, I've seen recently these interesting ideas. Now, if it doesn't go anywhere in the summer, no problem. At the end of the day, you get it out of your head into the team and maybe you plant the seed for something else. So I'm a big advocate for going through your notes in your notebook, going through your OneNote, going through some of your emails and looking for ideas and then really reconsidering them. That's a great tip. Yeah, because nobody makes time for that in the day-to-day -day hustle bustle, right? And then you could be missing out on a really unique opportunity to be entrepreneurial with your nonprofit. I like that idea. Thanks. And and you know, it's fun because you know, you there's sometimes it's it's the idea that comes from someone else. Pick up the phone, drop them an email. Hey, I remember it. what about that? And the summer months are perfect for that casual conversation, not a lot of pressure. Um, you know, all the normal rules apply, Sandy. You should always be maintaining your website and your social platforms, but like anything else, like your CRM, is a good opportunity to go, how does this look on my phone? How does this look to fresh eyes? These are the things you can do 
in your downtime during those warm summer months where you don't really feel like staring at a monitor, but you think, well, maybe I can go outside and really think some of those things through. So those are the ideas. I think your five and my one and a quarter, um, I think it's a good starting point uh, for charitable organizations who are listening to the show thinking, how do we optimize? How do we use this time? Totally. Website and social media, keeping that stuff up to date. Really, we all forget about it. We push that off to the side and it's so critical, especially now with the Great Recession. If you're recruiting for staff and your LinkedIn page isn't up to date, that's a real missed opportunity. So, and of course, always for donors, you want to have new, fresh, heartwarming stories on your website and the data to back it. And we all know that changes all the time. So, so if I were um, um, leading an organization uh, like Family Promise, I would look to you, Sandy, and what would you recommend that people do? How do they how do they free up their mind to come up with their own tips and tricks so that uh, they feel empowered uh, to run with an idea? What would you what would you tell your team uh, at Family Promise? I like your idea about calling somebody. Call somebody on the team you don't normally talk to, or call somebody from the industry that you've you know, wanted to have as a mentor and you've been impressed with their work and just ask them for a few minutes of their time and share. Um, something we started doing at Family Promise is we created a group of other federated nonprofits. So we all have a place to go to, a safe space where we can share our, you know, our shared challenges and then uh, strategies for overcoming them. And that's been really beneficial. And I think all of us have kind of opened our minds to new ideas through that process. So I get the most out of that when I'm talking with people in the field and new people. So I would encourage everybody to like meet one new person. Meet one new person. I love that. I love that. And it's funny, as we're doing this show, everybody that I speak with knows somebody who's involved in a charity. And 100%. it's yeah, and it's starting to build up this uh, corpus of of potential guests and uh, anyone who's listening to the show who's part of a charity. You don't have to be the chief operating officer. You don't have to be a leader in any of the areas. Just someone who's there in the trenches can share their story and their ideas. So uh, we welcome that. So in the interest of keeping it short for the summer, Sandy, where can they find you on social media channels? Um, I'm on Twitter at Sandra Minuti and also on LinkedIn. And you can find Family Promise at familypromise.org. That is terrific. And I am Buddy Sclera. You can find me in all places, LinkedIn, uh, Twitter, Instagram. I'm not very creative with my names, but you can find me in all places, Buddy Sclera. You can find us on the 501c3lookup.org website. And uh, what you should note is we are building and rebuilding that website. So you're going to see uh, minor improvements every time you visit there. Um, little improvements. Uh, and we hope that you enjoyed the 501 Companion podcast and consider subscribing so you never miss an episode. You can subscribe on YouTube or any of your podcast catcher software. If you have any questions, show ideas, or part of a charitable organization that wants to be on the show, visit the 501c3lookup.org website. You'll find our contact information and a complete list of our previous episodes. And of course, the extensive and free resources of the 501c3lookup.org website. Thank you for joining us on the 501 Companion Podcast. We hope you join us again next week for the information and inspiration to take your charitable mission to the next level. And we're out.